At the bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. College liftoff. Oh, those financial pains. Stay tuned. We're going to make them go away. We've heard from our listeners that it can be a bit difficult to leave a rating and review for our podcast in iTunes. So here's a painless way to do it. Go to pleasereviewmypodcast.com backslash divas for an easy step-by-step tutorial to follow. That's www.pleasereviewmypodcast.com backslash divas. Reviewing and rating our podcast in iTunes helps us in so many ways. And more importantly, we get your feedback on what you like about the podcast. Thanks for being a listener and subscriber and going to pleasereviewmypodcast.com backslash divas. So Aaron, how did you like my little intro? I loved it. That was great. <laughs> well, we've got Aaron Green. Aaron, are you the CEO, president, owner? What do you, what do you like to be called of College Liftoff? Oh, uh, just founder and CEO is what's on my uh, on my name tag. Oh, just here, just here fa- you're just the founder and CEO. Well, um, I think it. I mean, both Leslie and I have kids that we put through. We have done college. We've, we've, we've done we've done that. We put our kids through college. <laughs> what a stressful experience. It's painful. It's it painful. Is. I think I think I was much more stressed out than my children were. I I absolutely. I think they just knew we were going to write the checks. So why would they be stressed, right? Well, exactly. I, yeah. yeah. Well, um, we did go through all that family preparing, and l- luckily, you know, my daughter um, did know exactly what she wanted to do when she went to college, which I think is a really important thing. Um, by directing them so that you're going to the right college um, and so that when you get that degree, um, you're marketable out there in the community. And I think one thing that we I've found in, in even some of my family members, which is sad, is, you know, they go to school for a year. They think they know what they want to do. Then all of a sudden they switch majors and they basically are starting all over again. Well, I did yeah. that. <laughs> I switched majors are a couple times. Are you one of those? Yeah, I did. I did. I didn't know what I wanted to do. So what would you? I'm not. I I don't think I still know what I want to do when I grow up. So Aaron, how would you how would you tell Leslie what she should do when she grows up? Counsel me. (laughs) Well, first we've definitely got to start at the beginning of this and understand. And this is part of understanding for parents, but a lot of it's for students. Understanding what are you dealing with today when it comes to college? Well, the truth is you're dealing with an investment on the level of your house. Yes, you're, absolutely. You're literally yeah. talking about spending eighty to two hundred thousand yep. dollars to send one kid to college just for a bachelor's degree. Nonetheless, if you have two to three, so we've got to make more concrete, better, logical decisions with this thing because it it, it it's really unrecognizable from what it was a generation ago. And, I'm not, and when I say a generation ago, I just mean. 15, 20 years ago, uh, the cost structure is completely different and outrageous, and the economy is completely different than it was then. We don't exist in an economy where the bachelor's degree is the answer anymore. It used to be that. You used to be able to walk out of college with a bachelor's degree, and you were, you were good to go. But the, the way things work now, it's really more about the skill set. What do you bring to market? So not only do you have to think about the cost structure and what you're spending on education, and let me rephrase this. Even if you do have the money set aside in the range of 
a quarter of a million dollars per kid, which more power to you if you do. That's fantastic. Why in the world would you fork over that much money for a degree set that you know is not going to be worth that as far as value is concerned? I am with you on that one, Aaron. I I know several people who they let their children get degrees and I'm sorry, they weren't an artist, but they wanted a fine arts degree. You're not going to be able to, you know, I mean, it's just there's some degrees that just aren't really marketable. and, And the competition is just intense out there. I mean, I know my nephew who just came back from Japan with his master's, and I would have thought, oh, oh my gosh, he would eat in engineering. I thought he would easily. It's really competitive out there, and it's getting more so. And and this isn't and this isn't an indictment on the students' interests. And I think that's where we get a little caught up on the career side. And this is talking about the career development side. And honest to goodness, we spend seventy percent of our time with a client is career developing. We spend over 40 hours apiece with every one of our kids just doing that side of it, and that's just where, it's, it's just where it starts. But understanding that your interests aren't the thing that's on the line as a student. It's about reappropriating those interests into different spaces that are marketable. I, you're talking about a fine art degree, where I have a student that may be really great at art and really good at design. Um, well, maybe that isn't just a direct fine arts degree from RISD or from even from CCAD for that matter. Maybe that gets translated into a visual communication design degree with a specialization in interactive media, which is a little bit more digitally based, which is phenomenally great at Kent State. They have a whole college devoted towards it. UC is actually top three in the country at it. They're placing students all over the country at an average starting salary in the mid-50s with that set of degrees. But it's utilizing those same skill sets and reappropriating them to degrees and majors that make most sense in the economy today. So that's how we want to be able to redirect this. So if we can do that, and if we can measure that, which we've been doing for years, working with our students on figuring out what they want to do, and then finding the schools that academically do that best, i.e. the UCs of the world, where you don't have to go to Carnegie or RISD in order to get that degree, you could. You'll pay $300,000 for it. Or you can go down to UC and pay $80,000 for it and get a top four program in the country, get a job placement rate at roughly 100% at a mid-starting salary of $52,000 a year, and now we can create value with this thing. Because even if you have $100,000 set aside, we've now found a program where you're probably only going to spend sixty at very most, and then the student is actually getting some amount of scholarship money from the university, and they're walking out with minimal to no student loan debt for a degree that makes sense in the field that they're going into that's actually relative to what they want to do. And mom and dad can take that extra 40000 and buy a car. Put it towards retirement. Yeah, put it towards retirement. Thing. Exactly. The majority of our clients are actually come from, from financial advisors because of that very reason, because the financial advisory world, and particularly for middle to slightly high net worth values in this country for families that exist in that, in that space, that's where they're seeing assets being liquidated to send kids to school because there isn't enough money on the table to be able to do this if you just do it straight out or don't really think about how you should be doing it or just pay sticker price. They're robbing from retirement. The problem is you can't borrow for retirement. So it's really a detriment to the family. And our stance is that that absolutely should never happen. You should be paying for college strictly based off of the value of the degree and what it's going to yield in the end. So, again, that's going to be value-based based off of the degree set, which really says, yeah, if I have an engineer that can walk out of school making sixty grand a year and I have a teacher that walks out making thirty, I can't have that teacher and that teacher's family take on the same amount of cost and debt as the engineer because the truth is they're going to make twice as much in their lifetime. 
Right. So we've got to structure the cost, and this is what we do every day, by sifting through endowment structures, and then it's a number called non-need-based gift aid, which is how much money does a school give you when need is not a consideration or part of the formula, which is where I'm sure your audience sense, audience sits and where all of our families sit, and seeing what that's going to really be so that we can accurately predict how much scholarship money we're going to be able to get out of the school. And then the truth is, in the end, you negotiate anyway. That's actually a thing that you really do. You negotiate with financial aid anyway in the end. We yeah. do it every single year with every school, with every one of our clients. That's interesting because I don't think people know that they can negotiate that. I, I'm not sure a lot of yep. parents think about, you know, that you get the bill or you get the, the aid package exactly. and you just go, it is, okay. Oh, here, here's your letter of acceptance. Here's what we're giving you. And boom, boom, boom. That's it. Sign here on the dotted line. Make your commitment. Well, Aaron, how does your fee structure work? And like how to just kind of walk me through. Okay, I'm a, I'm a parent and my daughter wants to go to college and she wants to be a uh communications major and her specialty in social me- media. How do you, how, where do you start and how do you set up the whole process? Yeah, so where we start, uh, we start with our students in their junior year. And truthfully, now we've actually started a program called College of Thought Plus that works going back through 8th, ninth, and 10th graders as well. So we actually could start with them as early as 8th grade. And that way we can do a lot more focusing on the career development side. And we spend the first two years, let's say you started as a ninth grader, and really just doing heavy career development work and just seeing the world of work. So we set up job charting opportunities every month in different fields. Um, the benefit of being around for nine years at this point is we work with a little over 650 families, and the benefit of that is that everybody's parent does something different. So we can really lean on our parent community to find job charting opportunities, even internships for our kids. Uh, one of the best ones we've had to date is uh, we had a, a mom that's a food scientist at Cheryl's Cookies. And we were able to send some students that were interested in food science that way in order to really see how that worked. So getting exposure to the work world is a foundation. And you really want to do that early on. And that's something we focus on, again, in those early years. Once the 10th, I'm sorry, once the 11th and 12th grade years hit, that's when we start to go through real tactical things, which are, uh, starts really studying schools based off of the academic programs the students are interested in, start putting in the financial aid formulas, and particularly setting budget as a family, and that's vital. You want to say, like, okay, this is how much we've set aside, and this is how much the value of the degree is that this kid is getting. You mix the two together. You create a concrete budget for four years. And then once you get through all the senior pieces, which the application components, making sure all those are off and done on time and early, because that's really the main get of this, early, early to admissions, early, early to money. So you want to make sure that's done early. We have essay reviewers that check all their essays. We work through that process with them so that's why it's done properly. Because once you start getting into schools around Christmas of your senior year, you start getting scholarship offers right at around Martin Luther King Day of your senior year. That's when they start showing up. If we've set a budget and we've targeted the schools that academically and financially best fit that kid and the family, meaning they can give us the most amount of money and they're strongest in the area the kid wants to go to school in, then you start negotiating with them and start making sure they're hitting your budget, if not doing a little bit better than that. And that's where the value for us really comes in along the way. I mean, we spend a lot of time on the career development side, which, truth be told, saves the kid and the family time on the back end because you're no longer spending five years or six years in school. It's a hard four, and we know it's four going in, if not even a little less because we make sure their credits are accounted for and that they've taken in their, their high school years as well. Uh, do that. Mix in those good negotiating strategies, 
pump out two to three schools that are really doing the best to get you to be there. Pick which one that sounds the best on the dotted line, and we're done. Wow. And that's it. I, I, think, I think I want my daughter to be back at age 14 <laughs> now, and, they, and you would have saved me a lot of money. Yeah, no, that's great, though, because I think a lot of parents and oh, kids just kind of do that shotgun approach, and they just apply to everything, and oh yeah, without, there's not a real strategy. Um, I remember even when I went, I had, oh, my Lord, stacks, stacks of, of brochures of, and oh, catalogs, and yeah, I was just it, applying all over. and Yeah, yeah. it was like a shooting match. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you, And you guys have appropriately titled podcast with Dollar Saving, and think of it like this in that regard. Name something else you spend that type of money. Eighty to two hundred thousand dollars on, and you don't consult professionals to do it. Yeah, that's, that's higher education. That's literally what this has become. And so, as a society, as a country, we've got to recognize that, and that you really do need help buying an asset of that type of value, because it can't be done wrong. If the, if it is, then students are left out there with degrees that don't make sense, mounds of student loan debt. Parents have forked over part of their retirement. It's a big detriment if we do this and do this. Wrong. Yeah, I agree so we've with you. Got to go through this and do this right. We've got to make sure we put good thought to it and not just say, "Well, I like the school because my friends are going here." Not right. for a forty to fifty thousand dollar decision. We've got to make better decisions, better right. reasons for it than that. And do you ever? And that's have where a, we stand. Yeah. Do you ever have a case where you just say, you know, maybe college isn't the right choice, and maybe you should look at something else? That's a great question. That's a great question, and that's a question that uh, I I have a tougher time with. Uh, in some some spaces, because the truth answer to that is no, college is right for everybody, but it's understanding that there are different versions of college and different versions of higher education. We as a society focus on one. We traditionally focus on this four-year public model. Right. Well, the truth is there's four-year public, there's four-year private, there's liberal arts, there's art, there's tech, there's community, there's trade. Right. Those are all versions of higher education, and the truth is every one of them work. Every one of them do. So we really want to be able to pick what's right for our kids and do the best there. I'll tell you, we, and then I'll leave you guys with this because I'm sure I've talked your head off. Um, <laughs> our, well, we want to we, we, just make sure you let us know where we can find you because <laughs> oh, I think sure. I think after this, everybody's going to say, well, we just met Aaron and we want him to save us some money. So how, how's that going to happen? So make sure you say how they can contact you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll tell you this, and this is our greatest success story today. We've sent kids to MIT. We've sent them to Cornell, all IVs across the board. Great. That's fine. Fantastic. I will tell you our biggest success story to date is that we sent a family that was going to Wellington to a degree in engineering at Columbus State. That is my greatest wow. success story. Because of this reason, because of the fact that it was right for the kid. And it was the right program. It was a two-year engineering program that had a 100% job placement rate with an average earning salary of $52,000 a year, uh, right, 52 to 55, and a lot more hands-on. And that's what this kid that's needed. That's what they wanted. And well, even though they were paying $28,000 a year, roughly. I was just going to say, they paid more Wellington. Wellington than they did to go to college. They were paying four to $5,000 a year for his collegiate education. But again, it was right for him. And not only is that a good, huge financial savings, but it was the right, it was the right move for that kid career-wise. Well, how can people Great find story. you, Aaron? So we are, uh, well, firstly, always visit our website. That's uh, We chock it full of information. It's www.collegeliftoff.com. Um, college planning is a new thing, no doubt about it. It's, it's not something we've ever had to really do. But again, when we live in this day and age with that much money being spent on education, 
let's make sure we focus on it. So please feel free to visit our website. A lot of great information there. Uh, you can reach us on the phone. We're here in Columbus, Ohio. Our number is 614-329-6633. What we typically do, if you're really interested, is we set you up in a called family meeting, which is totally free. It's just us sitting down over a cup of coffee here at our office, uh, going over a little bit more about what we do here, uh, but also seeing where you guys as a family are in the process. And if we can be of help, fantastic. If not, hopefully give you some great advice to go forward with. Well, Aaron, thank you so much for being with us at like I said, I wish my daughter was younger. You would have saved me a lot of money. Oh. <laughs> well, now you can just save a lot well, of other people a lot of money and, and direct kids into the right direction for their uh, future careers. So thanks for being with us today, and um, good luck with that. Uh, well, you're, gonna, you're nine years old, so when you turn 10 years old, you're going to have a nice anniversary. Yep, you sure will. You sure will. Thank you, Aaron. Well, thank you, guys. I really appreciate the time. Thanks for listening to the Dollar Saving Divas. If you have ideas for an upcoming episode, we'd love to hear from you. Just head to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash dollarsavingdivascbus and share your comments. Our podcast is available on iTunes, iHeartMedia, or your favorite podcast player. Thanks again for listening. Circle270media.com At the Bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon. Or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. We've created unlimited data plans for your business because one minute you're the receptionist. Hello, how can I help? The logistics manager. Okay, lift at your end. That's it now, to me. The new business consultant. Will do. I'll pop over and give you a quote. And you've still got to make the tea. Your business doesn't have limits, so why should your data allowance? New and limited data plans from Vodafone Business. The future is exciting. Ready? Max download upload speed apply to data. Coverage may vary. Terms at vodafone.co.uk slash terms.